Hey everyone, welcome to the Alopecia Project, the podcast that explores the ups, the downs, and the everydays of living with alopecia. In this episode, we're going live with the Canadian National Alopecia Areata Foundation to speak at one of their events and talk about our journey. Hello everyone, thank you so much. We are so excited to be here today. This is a first for us in a couple ways. One, we've never recorded a live episode like this before. Um, so that's super exciting. And we've never had an audience for an episode like this before. So we're, we're very excited. Uh, it's interesting to have the dynamic of seeing our faces. We're not used to that, but this is, this is an amazing opportunity and we're so excited to be here. Um, I know Louise mentioned it, but I just did want to give a reminder again that this is being recorded. So um, any questions that you ask into the chat, we are going to answer. Um, so if you're not comfortable voicing your question in the chat, we just want to make sure everyone knows that you are more than welcome to send us your question via our social media accounts and we can have a conversation outside of this meeting if that's something that makes you more comfortable. Uh, we are on both Facebook and Instagram as The Alopecia Project. So you can find us that way and we are always very excited to chat about alopecia with anyone who wants to reach out. So just want to make that really clear. So we want to also just thank CANAF so much for having us here today. Um, CANAF is an organization that is very important to both of us. And we're going to get into some of the reasons why um, we have a really personal connection to CANAF um, in, in, in our chat. Um, but yeah, we're just so excited to, to be working with them and, and to be here today. So we're going to talk about a few things today. Um, Sarah and I are going to have a conversation and then we will open it up to uh, questions afterwards. Uh, we're going to talk about our alopecia stories and um, our experience with CANAF and, and how that actually led to the creation of the Alopecia Project and us working together. And then just why we think it's so important to be a part of the alopecia community. So those are the, some of the things that we're going to touch on today. Um, and to start, so Sarah, I'll, I'll start by asking you a question. So why don't you tell us a bit about your experience with CANOF and then how you and I got to be here today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll start all of that by just uh, mentioning kind of what my story with alopecia has been. I um, was first diagnosed with alopecia when I was 10 or 11 years old. So I was uh, pretty young and um, I've had alopecia kind of in two different bouts. The first was uh, from the ages of age of 11 to 17 and then um, from 24 to now. So uh, I have a lot of experience with having a little bit of hair a lot of hair and no hair. So definitely feel free to, you know, ask any questions about that uh, in the chat as well. But essentially when I was 11, um, I had just been diagnosed like many people I'm sure on this call uh, and our listeners kind of know what that's like in terms of not really knowing what to do in terms of medical aspects and then not knowing where to reach out to in terms of support. And so I remember my parents and I, well, my parents really at the time were sitting on the internet trying to figure out, okay, who can she talk to? Where can we go for help? Um, what are these resources that are available for her? And I mean, I don't really remember all the details of it, but I do remember um, us going to sick kids, I believe it was at the time. Um, and this was like pre-CANAF and what it was today, but I do think that there were some um, members who then joined and, be, and became uh, CANAF. But I remember we did have a bunch of kids come together. And that was the very first time that I had seen anybody with alopecia. And for me, that was just eye opening. For me, it was at that point in time in my life, I was really trying to hide this condition. And I'd be wearing wigs and scarves and um, uh, like toppers and everything. And, and it, for me, it was something that I was quite ashamed of and scared of and really embarrassed about. Um, so it was, it was, eye-opening and just life-changing to see how many other people also uh, were experiencing this. Um, you know, I, I did really become more involved with CANAP, I think, the second bout of my alopecia. When I was a kid, for whatever reason, I think I was very afraid of, of 
meeting people um, with with alopecia, and it's it's kind of strange. I don't know, Sarah, if you would ever experience this, but for me, because I was trying to hide it at the time, I didn't really want to acknowledge that this was a thing, and I really regret that thought. Um, I do think that for me as a kid, that would have been really helpful just to actually talk to these kids. And like I said, it was eye-opening to see other people. So that was really my foray into A, meeting people who had alopecia and B, being part of a support group. Uh, So then when I got alopecia again, when I was 24, I was all over Kanaf, like the second I, I started to see my my uh, hair fall a little bit, I was all over the, the message boards and on Facebook um, and really just trying to understand what other people's stories were because that made me feel better in going through this loss again. Um, you know, I, I think that overall it's, it's, it's been such an incredible journey and it's so amazing to have a support group like CANAF who's available for me um, whenever I have questions or they have different sessions uh, like the coffee and chats, which I also find so valuable. I remember going to one at the North York Center um, probably a couple of years ago now and just being there. And I, this was really in that first few um, days of me having alopecia again the second time. And I went there not really knowing what to expect. I was a little nervous to go, but so glad that I did because I think I just, it opened this cathartic door of feelings that I think I'd been bubbling up inside and, and it was such a great experience. So uh, for me, it's, it's just been such a wonderful, wonderful journey. How about you, Sarah? What is your experience with alopecia and with support groups and CANAF? Well, there's a lot of similarities to our stories, which we know. So um, I, like Sarah, developed alopecia when I was younger. I was uh, 15 years old when I developed alopecia areata. Uh, I have a very similar uh, moment to, I know what a lot of people have had, which is, you know, I discovered a a toonie sized bald spot on the back of my head and eventually landed with a diagnosis of, of alopecia areata. I had fairly moderate alopecia um, for for several years and have experienced, you know, very different waves of hair loss from, um, I I had multiple years where I barely had any alopecia and it was um, not really a big part of my life until when I was about 22 or 23, where I actually experienced uh, losing about 75% of my hair. So I lost that in, you know, three or four months. Um, And I went through, you know, up until, that happened, I had been living my life as if I didn't have alopecia. I was very uncomfortable talking about it, uh, very secretive. It felt something uh, very scary and shameful to me. You know, if people ever asked me um, if I had a bald spot in my head, I would just straight out lie to them as if they couldn't even see it, you know, just what are you talking about? There's no bald spot in my head. So um, I just, yeah, was not really open about my condition and felt um, a lot of shame and a lot of fear and, and just, you know, not was not in a good place with my alopecia. Um, however, when I lost 75% of my hair, um, it wasn't really a thing I could hide anymore. And it wasn't really a thing I could avoid dealing with. So I, uh, at that point, um, realized that I didn't really have, you know, any resources um, or any connections with people with alopecia. I was not a part of the community at all. So uh, when I experienced that hair loss where I lost almost all my hair, I, I really decided that it was time for me to become a part of the alopecia community. And I went searching for support and resources um, just online, you know, Googling and, and trying to find things I could find. And that led me to discovering CANAF. So I, uh, I, the first experience I had with CANAF was I came to the same event that Sarah mentioned, the, the coffee and conversation events. And, um, you know, I live about an hour and a half from, from Toronto, but my mom and I did the drive to Toronto for, for an, an evening just so I could go to the support group. And I remember sitting in the waiting room of the library, um, waiting for it to start and looking around and wondering like, who has alopecia here? You know, who are the, who, who's here that it has this thing in common with me. And when I walked into that uh, coffee meeting, that was actually the first time I ever saw or met another person with alopecia. Um, and I was in my early twenties at this point. So I'd had alopecia for about eight years and had never talked to or seen um, anybody else with alopecia. 
So really discovering CANAF and discovering um, the support groups and the resources that were available totally changed my experience of having alopecia. You know, I, I was no longer alone. I had um, people I could look at and talk to that were experiencing things that were similar to me. And that was just a life-changing experience. Um, and it was also life-changing in the sense that that is how Sarah and I met. So uh, I became a part of the um, CANAF Facebook group. And I remember Sarah posting about this podcast she was doing, the Alopecia Project, and that she was looking for uh, some support. And I was like, well, you know, I have alopecia. I could work on a podcast. Like, this sounds like a great opportunity for me. So we met up. And uh, I, I came on for the second season of the podcast as the co-host and co-producer along with Sarah. And, you know, that has just been a totally life-changing experience, you know, getting to do this and, and interview people um, and, and work on this podcast. You know, it's such an amazing project and we love getting to do things like this. Um, however, Sarah is, is the, the mom of the podcast. Well, not Sarah, me, other Sarah. So um, Sarah, why don't you tell everyone about how the alopecia project came to be and why you decided to start a podcast about alopecia. Yeah. Um, I will tell that story. I think, oh, I'm just, I just got a wave of emotions just now. And I don't know why <laughs> I was not prepared as, as many times as you and I have gotten over this story. I just was not prepared for, um, uh, all those feelings, but I, I started this podcast, um, when, I was diagnosed with alopecia the second time. So the second time that my hair um, had started falling out, um, I was, like I said, mentioned I was 24. Um, I'm almost 28 now. So um, th that's when this idea had really kind of started to come into play. I had always wanted to document this experience of hair loss because it's so different than a lot of other experiences that people go through um, just every day. And I think it's it's a really important experience to talk about how people grow, how people connect, and how people, you know, become friends with each other through, through support groups, um, as we're talking about today. But uh, so, like I said, I really wanted to document this experience and I wasn't quite sure how um, I was kind of playing around with the idea of writing a book, um, kind of putting together an anthology. Uh, my brother is somebody who's super into podcasts at the time, and I really, really was not. Um, so he had been kind of saying to me, Sarah, why don't you why don't you do this, do a podcast? And I was I was listening to him, but uh, I was still kind of going that um, anthology route. And I did find that my favorite part of hearing other people's story was having the conversation with them as opposed to like taking it back and writing everything down. So I called my brother and said, Nope, you are absolutely right. I, I do think that I should do a podcast. And so I learned as much as I could, um, about podcasting itself. And I also learned a lot about, um, alopecia and kind of the support resources that were out there um, at the time, really. I looked in to see if there were any alopecia podcasts. So I looked to see um, what was online and what was easily available for people. Um, I did find a lot of blogs. I found some people were kind of starting that Instagram um, alopecia influencer thing at the time, but it was, it, there really wasn't much. So I said, Hey, there's a spot. Let's do a podcast. And so, you know, the first few episodes was me just trying to figure it out. Um, I was telling Sarah the other day that uh, a lot of my my first experiences of, of doing podcasts was at my old office. I would stay late and call people that I was interviewing and, and do the interview um, there because we had a microphone and stuff. Um, and then it kind of became and grew into this amazing, amazing, amazing thing that I never expected it to become. Um, I got to meet some really incredible people through all of the interviews. And then uh, I think my favorite was getting to meet Sarah when, you know, as she mentioned, I had posted on the Canna Facebook group that I was needing some help um, at the beginning, just in terms of editing and, and 
going through all of this content that I had. Um, and so Sarah had reached out saying that she was really interested because she had a journalism degree and was very familiar with that itself. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, there's somebody else named Sarah who has alopecia, who uh, is very interested in podcasting. And I think at the time we both realized that we were like around the same age. We were both in marketing, like we were basically the same person. And um, I was really, really excited to meet her. Um, and, and I think since Sarah joining the podcast in season two, it is, it's just been incredible. The amount of uh, speakers that we've been able to get on and really tell that story and hear their story and hear from experts. I know last year uh, we had Dr. Jeff Donovan on uh, to speak about the medical side of alopecia and it's just been such an incredible journey. So, um, you know, a big thank you to Sarah first and foremost, but also to Canna for uh, really allowing the two of us to meet and giving us that space uh, to find people who we have these uh, things in, in common with and, and being allowed to, to, really connect with them on uh, a more deep level. I think like our first conversation, Sarah and I, you know, most people when they first meet on the phone, it's very high, like high level and broad and you're not really talking about your life. You're just saying, hi, nice to meet you. But when Sarah and I got to talking that very first conversation within 10 minutes, we were speaking about like our biggest vulnerabilities and our biggest fears. And it was just incredible to be able to say that to somebody who, you know, had been going through a very similar experience than me. So like I said, I was, I was saying earlier, I think it's so important to have that relationship and, and find people who you can relate to. Um, Sarah, I, I mean, in your perspective, how has the podcast been and, and kind of what have you learned along the way about, you know, the alopecia community and, and your experience? So many things, so many things I could talk about. Um, well, being a part of the podcast has been absolutely amazing. You know, you thanked me. I, I got to thank you. Like, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do this if you hadn't had the amazing idea of creating a podcast. And, um, you know, like we're doing what I love so much about doing this is that we're doing something that like I wish I had had access to 10 years ago, you know, like when I was 15 and I was like so scared and, and I felt so much shame and I had like no, um, alopecia representation. Um, I wish I had had a podcast where it was people who speaking from the same experience I was having, um, to provide that support. So it's just, it's the best thing to do in the world. I mean, we're both so, so happy to do this. We do this cause we love it and we care about the alopecia community and we want to give back. So, um, it's amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm really glad that we get to do this. And um, I hope that we're having a, a positive effect on the alopecia community and um, providing resources for people that maybe don't, don't have them. And we've also been given, you know, some really amazing opportunities um, through doing this podcast. One, of course, being the fact that we had the opportunity to speak at the CANF conference last year. Um, I know for both of us, that was a really, really big moment. Um, and for me, it was, you know, speaking out about something that had felt like a secret shame, you know, for so many years of my life to a room of people who were open and willing and wanting to listen and grow from my experience you know I felt like so so awesome that I was being um I don't know if a role model is the right thing but I guess a role model for for people who have experienced this um and yeah being able to have a, po a positive representation for for other people with alopecia is really the the biggest thing and I think it's it, it really helps for both of our own journeys with alopecia as well to um, come to a place of acceptance and confidence with our journeys. So speaking at that conference was just life-changing and, you know, sitting up there in a room full of like many people with alopecia and also many alopecia allies uh, was just, it was amazing. Just looking out of that room and seeing all those people who were there to, to hear us talk about the podcast was truly an amazing opportunity. And, and especially I like talking to parents who have um, 
kids who are, you know, teenagers or, or preteens for going through alopecia and are having a really hard time. Those are my favorite people to talk to actually, because um, that was the time where I needed the most support when I had alopecia. So um, I, I hope that I can, you know, if, if I can impart even like a little tidbit of wisdom <laughs> to, to help um, parents or, or, or teenagers or kids who have alopecia, it's, it's really personally rewarding. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to have gone from something that um, I was so scared and, and uncomfortable with to being open and, and honestly proud to have alopecia and proud to represent the alopecia community is an amazing journey that I've been through. So I'm glad I'm able to help other people through that journey. Um, so Sarah, what about you? I mean, I know the conference was a really big moment for you as well. Like, how was that experience? Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail there when you said uh, proud, like there, I, you know, if you told me 20 years ago that I, I would be proud of something that at the time I was hating about myself, it would be crazy. Like I am so proud and happy and joyful and just grateful to be part of such a welcoming community, such a, um, it's not even that it's just welcoming. It's just so, um, cathartic and, and a community that allows me to, uh, speak what I'm feeling and, and embraces me for all of that. Um, I think that conference, uh, last year, it was at uh, great wolf lodge and Sarah and I had, um, it, it was just an incredible experience because Sarah and I had met a couple of times in person. Like she said, she's not in Toronto. She's a couple of hours out. And so we had been meeting a little bit, but this was a time where like, we just got to spend the whole day together and hang out and our families got to meet. And that was an incredible experience because, you know, we had both of our moms who were going through similar things as well, not just us, but both of our mothers who were feeling that same sort of, um, uh, you know, pride at the time, but also, you know, 10 years ago when we were going through it, they were also going through very similar experiences. So it was nice to see the two of them connect on, um, on a level of, of going through the same thing with their daughters. Um, you know, I think it was amazing, as you said, being up there and just getting to speak to everybody. Uh, you said about speaking to parents. I also really like speaking to parents um, who have kids who have alopecia because I think a lot of parents go through different phases of emotions and sometimes it's blame sometimes they feel guilt sometimes they feel helpless and hopeless and you know I just I just like to say to all those parents really just be there for your kid and don't you know you don't have to have all the answers you don't have to know what's right what's wrong you just need to be there to give them a hug or to tell them that it's going to be okay and your kid's going to be fine. I think, I think people really, really, as long as they're embracing this and they learn to embrace that because it's not something that came very easily for me. Um, and for a lot of people that I've spoken to, uh, with alopecia, but when you embrace it, you, you begin to grow as a person and it really makes you become something, uh, that you never would have thought that, uh, you would be able to become like, I would never have thought that, uh, we would have the opportunity to speak in front of all those people last year, um, about my experience or about Sarah's experience. So it's just been, like I've been saying an incredible journey. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't, I don't even know what else to say because it was just so, so amazing. I did want to touch on a point though. Um, I had kind of mentioned this earlier about how important it was to have friends with alopecia and not just people that you know, but, but becoming friends with them. And like I said, with Sarah, it was really within like the first 10, 15 minutes of us talking that we got into like the meat of what this condition really does to us. How do you find, Sarah, in your opinion, that, you know, you know, you're obviously you and I are friends, but do you have any other friends with alopecia? Do you have any other people that you think you can you can really speak to? And how is that different than kind of having your other friends and your outside of your life who you're talking to about alopecia, but they ne can't necessarily relate because they're not going through it? 
Right. Well, it's extremely different. <laughs> I think everyone with alopecia knows that. Um, there's just having alopecia is, is a very unique experience and it's not something that a lot of people, um, can relate to. Um, you know, even myself, I have alopecia areata. So my uh, hair loss is very unpredictable and cyclical. So, uh, it's not like I've just lost all my hair and then, and then moved on, you know, I've had to, I've lost my hair and then it's grown back and then I've lost it again. So it's, it's kind of ex an experience that is, very unique that I, I haven't really been able to share with a lot of people. So um, meeting the people in the alopecia community who know like exactly how you feel when you talk about what it's like to lose your hair, you know, like Sarah, it was so easy for us to form like a really deep connection between you and I. And then I think like a connection too between our families, because you just know exactly how it feels to have gone through that. Um, so it, it's just really important. I think like I, you know, we, we talked about parents, but to me, like if I'm even talking to an parent, a parent, they've already, they're already doing the right thing and they've already made a great step because that means they're already becoming a part of the alopecia community. You know, they've already made that most difficult first step, which is reaching out, um, going to a support group or, or joining the Facebook group and asking a question or something like that. Like those are the kind of things that people need to do because it, it's such a, if not, it's such an isolating experience. And, and, you know, I have an amazing support network and you do too, of family and friends who, who are there for us no matter what. And of course that's so important, but it, it, it takes it to another level when you meet someone who knows what it's like to have alopecia and to live with this condition. So um, yeah, it's just important, I think, to, to meet as many people as you can and to form those deeper connections with people who know exactly what you've experienced. And, um, and with the podcast, you know, we get to hear so many amazing stories of, you know, success and struggle from people with alopecia and uh, both be able to relate to the experience, the negative experiences and the struggles, but also celebrate the successes and see the amazing things that people in the alopecia community are doing to, to lift up other members of the community. Um, and it's just, it's so inspiring and it makes you feel really good about, about being in this community and then by extension about having this condition because you get to witness those kind of things. So um, yeah, through the, through the podcast and through the alopecia community that we're in, we've had the opportunity to, to hear those stories. Um, and it's, you know, that's really what the podcast is all about, right? Like we want the podcast to be a little, a little support network for everyone in their ears, <laughs> you know, for, for those, for people across the world who have alopecia, um, who just want to pop their headphones in and feel like they're, you know, hearing from a couple of people who at least know what they're going through. Um, and that's, I think, I mean, that's the goal and that's what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, I mean, Sarah, like, why don't you expand a bit more on, on why we have the alopecia project and, and why we're, we're doing the podcast. Yeah. I, I love what you said right there about having like a little support community in your ear. That's, that's what it is. That's really, I think in essence or in a couple of words, what I wanted to to do when I first, you know, pressed record the very first time was really allow people who maybe are not comfortable yet or who are very early in their journey or even later in their journey who have not had the chance to meet people um, is, is to give that, them that support um, easily and accessibly um, wherever you are. So, you know, it's, it's crazy to see when we go through kind of our analytics of the podcast, we see people from different countries around the world. It's incredible to see people from like Australia or Asia or, or Europe, just, just, you know, listening to the podcast. And we have, um, quite a community that we've, that we've been able to cultivate and, and really learn from, um, in terms of like, though, that goal, I think part of it is just around that out outreach and making people who have alopecia feel heard and providing that support as we've been talking about is, is so important. And then the other piece of it for us is just the awareness and education. So providing useful information for people who have alopecia. For example, we had, um, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Jeff Donovan. So uh, on one of the episodes, I really recommend if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and, and listen to it. It is fascinating to hear him speak about, you know, what is happening in the field right now, what's current, what's up to date, um, really from a 
medical perspective, what is happening with your body as you're going through this, um, not just emotionally and, and through that like support aspect, but what's medically happening that you should be aware of. So I think education is also so important. And then as I mentioned, awareness, that is the biggest thing out there, right? It's, it's everybody who's on this call, we're all aware. We know what's happening with alopecia, but there are so many people who don't. And think about how easy it would be in everybody's life if, you know, you, you spoke to somebody and you said, hey, I had alopecia and they knew what it was. And you didn't necessarily have to go through that whole explanation of saying, you know, oh, it's my immune system and my hair follicles are, are, are falling out. Like it, it would be so nice just to have um, that awareness across the board. And I really think that this podcast is start, is doing that in its own way, is, is spreading that awareness and making people who would not otherwise know about alopecia, aware of alopecia. Um, and, and I think that, you know, kind of just a final thought to that. It, I just wanted to thank again, like really all of our listeners and everybody who's been talking about the podcast and sharing that with their friends and family and people that they know. I think it's, it is so, important to us and really the community overall when resources like this can be shared and can be accessible and can be, you know, easy for people to just listen to or read, whether it be a blog or go onto the CANAF Facebook group to read somebody's post. Um, I just want to thank all of those people for A, sharing their stories and B, you know, the people who are are reacting to that and, and again, then sharing their advice and their opinions from their own experience. So, I think that's the end of our conversation today. Um, we wanted to open the floor up to Q&A. Um, I'll start the first question and then hand it over to Louise uh, to kind of see what questions we're, we're seeing through the chat. But um, anybody, if you have any questions for Sarah or I um, about the podcast, about our experiences, please, please we're, we're, put them in the chat. We're more than happy to answer them. But I will start by asking Sarah M, what is the best part about having alopecia? You know, I love that question because I think uh, it's so easy for us, our brains to like always think of all the bad parts. And like, there are some, some, some good parts about having alopecia. Um, I would say like, for me, um, it's been just like the personal effect it's had on me. Um, I just feel like it has shaped who I've become now that I'm, you know, in my late twenties. Um, into a different person. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm so much more caring and compassionate, um, because I understand that a lot of people are going through secret struggles that, you know, they don't talk about or that are not immediately evident when you look at them. So I just feel like, um, having alopecia has made me into just a better person and just more caring and compassionate and, and, um, conscious of, you know, that everyone is, is going through their own journey and, um, that we should be patient and kind, whenever possible. So to me, that's been the best part. What about for you, Sarah? Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's just learning to be more empathetic and, you know, I'm struggling through this. Somebody else might be struggling through something else. And to your point, it's, it's really, uh, understanding at a deeper level that nobody is kind of something at the surface. There's always another deeper layer. Um, from a different perspective, I think one of my favorite parts about having alopecia is the fact that I literally get to change my look all the time and put on different <laughs> wigs and, uh, you know, just have like a little collection of wigs. I don't know if you've seen Schitt's, uh, Schitt's Creek, but like yes. Moira Rose is my idol just with the amount of wigs that she has available. That's, that's the goal. That's the dream. Totally. Also, can we talk about how great that is for like normalizing wig use? It's like, <laughs> Hey, if Moira can change her hair every single day, the rest of us can too. Okay. hundred percent. Also practically, I don't wear a wig anymore. This is my, my bio hair. But when I did, I also loved how warm my head was uh, in the winter. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's, it seems silly, but it's true. I like to wear a wig because I never felt like I had to wear like a toque or anything on top. My head was just always like nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, I totally understood. Uh, Louise, do we have any questions coming through the audience? Yes, we just received one question from Jan. 
I just subscribed to the Alopecia Project podcast. Are the podcasts live or pre-recorded then posted? If they are live, what is the day and time? Um, so they are pre-recorded. Uh, so Sarah and I um, either do uh, interviews with, with people or just uh, record them. Just the two of us come up with a topic and prepare them ahead of time. And then we take them back and edit them and post them. Um, so yes, they are they are pre-recorded, um, not live. This is our only live one that we've had so far, actually. So it might not be the last though. Like I, I think this is, this is not a bad idea. Yes. And also thank <laughs> you for subscribing to the podcast. We hope you like it. <laughs> okay. Next question from Sarah. What's your favorite podcast episode that you've recorded to date? Mm, good question. Hard yes, question. That is, that is a tough one. Um, Okay, Sarah, you go first while I think about it. Well, we already talked about it, but mine is with the one with Dr. Donovan. Honestly, like I think a lot of people with alopecia can probably relate to the experience of feeling like you like never have enough time to talk to your doctor or dermatologist, like feeling like they kind of, you know, breeze through and you're not always able to like make a connection with them. So the fact that Dr. Donovan, who is like a leading hair loss, um, you know, dermatologist and specialist, like this is what he does was willing to like take an hour out of his day just to talk to us and answer all of our questions about alopecia was just honestly amazing. Like we, we were like surprised when he said he would do an interview us. We were like, really? Oh, okay, great. Um, so just that opportunity was great. And just to hear him really expand in depth on, um, you know, triggers of alopecia and, and um also like treatments and like upcoming developments and treatments there was like a really excellent element of hope to that episode as he went a little bit into details on like research that's being done and and um, how there could be more treatments coming in the future um so that was just a really it was just a really great interview and he is awesome if, if you're interested he is on instagram as well um and you can follow him i forget what his name donovan medical or something i forget <laughs> he's on instagram and he posts a lot of kind of awareness and educational stuff um about alopecia so he's a great follow and just an awesome person um, I have a lot of different favorite episodes for different <laughs> reasons. Like this is really hard. I can't narrow it down to one. I think Sarah took a really, really, really good one. Um, that the, no, no, that's okay. The, the, the Donovan episode was just so like, it, it was just so educational and it was such an important interview that we did that, uh, you know, it, it, that's why it does have a special place in my heart. I think there's a lot of other really fun episodes that we've had. I remember interviewing back in season one, somebody named Deanne Callis Graham, and she had a, she's based out of the U S and had a, uh, like a book that she put together, essentially an anthology. So something that, um, spoke to me because that's kind of why I had started doing the podcast in general is because I wanted to do an anthology. So I ended up uh, meeting with her. We did an interview and she loved it so much that she started her own alopecia podcast. So it's just amazing to be able to see kind of our, just our interviewees and just to see like where those guys go. Um, I mean, a few other really uh, fun ones that's that come to mind are Trista uh, who did Trista did the um, episode on her on her movie called Foxy I recommend checking that out that's on CBC gem right now um, that's a really really incredible um, experience of, of watching her go through alopecia as a movie um, and and kind of how she felt about it. I think that was a really, really fun podcast. And um, well, just to do a plug, we have one coming out on Tuesday. Uh, we interviewed somebody by the name of Suhani, who's actually written a children's book about alopecia. And that is amazing. Um, she she has her own experience and she has two little kids at home and she's talked to us in this episode about what it was like to write that book and why she wrote that book. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that one. Yeah, that's, that's a really great conversation. And I think she has a really awesome perspective. That's like a slightly different perspective than some of our interview, other interviews that we've done. Um, so I hope everyone can tune into that episode coming out on Tuesday. Oh, and I should mention that we're actually going to be doing a uh, giveaway of her book on our social media pages. So watch out for that as well. Great. Well, we have another question here. Uh, Colleen asks, what's the best thing you can do as an alopecia ally? 
Ooh, oh. that's that's a very good question. And I really like that Sarah said that term. I don't know if it's out there, but let's make it a thing, everybody. Let's start Trademark. using the Trademark. let's start Trademark. using Alopecia the term alopecia ally. I really like it. Um, you know what? I think I I think it's about the awareness and understanding of what alopecia is. And you know, understanding that people can't control their hair loss. And there's, and there's an aspect to, you know, their, their lives that maybe they're afraid of, maybe they're embarrassed by, maybe, you know, there's a, there's a lot of feelings that people go through and just understanding that that is just part of the journey and being there for them while that happens. I was saying this with the parent comment, like, all you need to do really is like give your kid a hug and say that things are going to be okay. And I think that does move mountains. And if you have a friend who has alopecia, maybe say the same thing. Um, and, and just be aware that they're going through struggles, um, and, and be there for them for it. I don't know, Sarah, if you had anything to add there. I think that's the best thing um to do like what what you said as far as being there um to even like dial it back like I would say to not make assumptions about um you know people with alopecia and and how they're feeling and how um how they're dealing with it and like I find you know I've had experiences like even now you know I go to the the doctor's office like at my dermatologist they'll be like well why is your alopecia so bad why are you so stressed you have to learn to control your stress and that is like my biggest alopecia pet peeve because you're making it out like it's my fault like as if I can control you know the fact that I have alopecia like oh you know what because you said it yes I will stop being stressed thank you thank you for that helpful tip um, so anyways just just to not make assumptions and to understand that we can't control it Um, And then I think for parents um, to probably focus less on curing and finding solutions to alopecia and more just on supporting um, your loved one where they are at with their alopecia. Because if we want to focus on cures, we make it seem as if like it's something that's going to go away and, and that's not really what's important, I think. Yeah, that's that a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Let's, let's focus on where they're at and embracing them for who they are for sure. Um, we, we had a question that kind of came through our, our Instagram account. Um, I'm just going to read this out. Um, can you think of a time when alopecia has been called out in pop culture? (laughs) Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't really have a good one. Honestly, I have this like funny story so when I developed my alopecia I was 15 so that was 13 years ago so the tv show that was popular for a 15 year old girl 13 years ago was called the OC if anyone remembers it's like a teen soap opera set in California anyway so when I was diagnosed with alopecia the only time I had heard of alopecia is there's an episode of the OC where the one girl her horse gets alopecia and loses all her hair and the mom is talking about how sad it is that the girl loves a a, a horse with no hair and like honestly when I got alopecia that was the only time I'd heard of it before so that was my (laughs) understanding and experience with alopecia which is so sad but yeah that's that's the only one I remember I did not know horses could have alopecia apparently so and then a a follow-up to that is I had a couple of years ago my alopecia was flaring up pretty um, severely. And I was really embarrassed and I was like feeling, you know, and you just don't want to go out and be seen. And I was going to a dinner party with my, um, well, boyfriend who is now my husband. And, uh, he sent a text to his friends that we were going out with like, Hey, just letting you know, like Sarah's alopecia is flaring up. She's having a hard time. Like just giving you a heads up. And he said, Oh, I know all about alopecia. My sister's dog has alopecia. And I was like, Oh, well, maybe <laughs> you don't know like all about it then, but it's- <laughs> What about you, Sarah? Can you think of like a pop culture alopecia moment? Yeah, that's so funny. Um, uh, <laughs> um, for me, I think, so I used to watch This Is Us. I haven't caught up. So apologies for anybody who's, you know, I'm not giving away anything, I hope. But uh, Randall's adopted daughter, who's also named that I'm forgetting now because it's been a long time since I've seen that show, um, had alopecia. And I think that that was a scene that really, really resonated with me in that entire show um, amongst like all of the crying and stuff from just 
watching that show. So it was kind of cool to be like, oh, hey, that's like me. Um, but I do think like we we did hit on somebody uh, in pop culture. Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek like doesn't have alopecia. It's not really about alopecia, but it does normalize like the wig wearing. And I absolutely love that. So, um, you know, even though there might not be a specific, you know, call out to alopecia and, and why people wear wigs, I think attention to just the community and like everything that's associated with with alopecia is really helpful as well to see. Great, thank you for that. We do have one more question in the chat box. Uh, Gay has asked, what episodes are in the works? Ooh, good question. Well, we already mentioned the upcoming episode we have. So our episode with Suhani Parikh will be coming out on Tuesday. Um, and that episode explores um, her journey of writing a children's book about alopecia um, and how that connects to her personal journey of having alopecia. And then also um, just how the process of, of writing a book has kind of um, helped her come to terms with her own alopecia and then also how she speaks to her kids about having alopecia as well. So that's That's going to be coming up um, next week. And, and, yes. and then in addition to that, uh, we're making this recording an episode, which is really exciting. So that first live recording. But I also did want to mention that if people know people who really want to be interviewed or if you want to really be interviewed to share your story, feel free to reach out. We're always open to having different guests on the show or if, even if you wanted to talk about a specific uh, or you wanted us to talk about a specific topic and look into it and do a little bit of research, we can definitely do that. I think, um, you know, right now, <laughs> just so you know, like the behind the scenes of us coming up with <laughs> podcast episodes is every season, at the beginning of every season, Sarah and I like go through a list of like things that we can talk about. I remember uh, this past, I think we did it a couple of weeks, no, probably about a month or so ago now, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. We just came up with a whole list and it was just us talking for 10 minutes to decide, you know, what's important to us at the time. Um, something that I hope that we get to do an episode of is microblading. Um, might be interesting to some people who have lost eyebrows like I have, and I've recently uh, gone through microblading and, and it was such an interesting process that I knew zero things about. Um, and so I'd like to, you know, be able to share that experience. I can show you guys a little bit. I got my eyebrows <laughs> done and right. uh, it looked, <laughs> I thought it looked really good. So, you know, hopefully we can do episodes like that where we're sharing our experiences, but if you guys know of anybody or want to be able to, uh, to give us any topics, please, please reach out. Well, there are no new comments or chats in the box. Um, question for Sarah. Yeah. Keep the question ball rolling. Sarah, who is your favorite or what is your favorite alopecia account that you follow on Instagram? Um, obviously the alopecia project. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pop out um, answer. Well, obviously the alopecia project in Canada. Um, but in addition to that, I think there's some really cool influencers out there who are doing some cool things. Um, Felicia Alopecia is one that is out of BC, Canada, who I really like following. Um, the Art of Alopecia, that's run by Marcy Galant. She's um, a little bit younger and, and has a very fresh take on, on alopecia, and that's really fun. Um, there's, there's somebody, oh no, I think it's like My Secret Bald Life, who's somebody from the States. It's, there's so many. I really like all of them. How about you? Mine is, um, it's like a, it's actually kind of a, a joint travel and alopecia account, but it's called at, uh, it's a bald girl, big world, I think is what it's called. So she is uh, a woman with alopecia. She lives in the US, but she um, does a lot of travel. So she's been all over the world and she shares little tidbits of how um, she's alopecia universalis. So kind of some of those different reactions she's had to um, her alopecia, you know, during her her many travels um so I, I also like bias I like that count as well because she travels a lot and she posts cool pictures so but that's a good one that I've that I followed for a long time and I like yeah that sounds awesome that sounds like a really really good resource yes it's very good and us follow us we're, we're <laughs> good too <laughs> okay I have one more question for you Sarah and then I think we can probably 
wrap up our, our Q&A session. Um, so what is the one thing that you would say to someone who was just diagnosed with alopecia? Ooh, that's a really, really good question. Um, I would say, uh, and, and this is kind of like whether it be a kid or an adult, cause can happen to anybody is just take the time to love yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is nothing to do with like you and who you are. There's really, really nothing that you can, can do to control this. Um, and I think just understanding that and not being so hard on yourself and, and, being proud of who you are and embracing who you are is the most important thing. How about you? What you? What would you say? Definitely similar. I think that's the most important message. Um, I would just say, um, you know, it's I, we understand that it's not just hair. That's I think that's every alopecia's like least favorite thing to hear. It's it's just hair. It's just you know? hair. Don't it's worry. Just hair. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I would say, yeah, we understand it's not just hair and, and how difficult it can be. Um, and I would just say, you know, um, your alopecia might not go away, but it is, and it might not, your alopecia might not improve, but you know, what will improve is the fact that it's going to get better for you and it's going to become easier for you to deal with. And it's going to make you a better person in the end. Well, thank you so much for coming today to CANAP and sharing with us uh, your personal experience with alopecia and how you two become such great friends and now this great project the alopecia project podcast that we got to learn about today so i really want to thank you for your time and and your your powerful words today because um, i really resonated with some of your stories and i'm sure uh, other people did as well Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we really enjoy uh, CANAF, as we've been saying, and we really enjoy getting to talk to people. So um, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And if you want to continue to connect with us, um, you can find us on social media um, at The Alopecia Project on Instagram and Facebook. You're welcome to send us a message. Um, and if you want to check out the podcast, so you can uh, find The Alopecia Project on the Apple Podcasts app, as well as Google Play and on SoundCloud as well. So if you want to take a listen, that's where we are. Thank you so much for having us.